Hello everyone, Dr. Anna Kabeca here on Couch Talk and today we're going to talk about an issue that affects so many women around the world and um, at all ages honestly and we're going to talk about the hormonal imbalance called polycystic ovarian syndrome, PCOS for short, and the acne a relationship to it, like how acne is such an issue for women, um, certainly, of course, in our teenage years and puberty on, right? But then also, again, peaks sometimes in our menopause years as our hormones start to fluctuate again and acne starts to flare up. And we're like, wait, I've had beautiful skin for 30 years. Why am I getting acne? And so I have today with us Robin Nielsen, a dear, dear, one of my dearest friends and colleagues and co-founder of Sexy Younger You program that we had the blessing to run for years. Uh, we did uh, three summits, huge summits, interviewing hundreds of specialists as well. We've had the Sexy Younger You retreats that were just amazing. Robin is a nutritionist and so much more. She is a coach in both the health space and the business space and really brings together all aspects of lifestyle medicine for her clients but is walking the talk continuously. She's coming to us today from California and I love her very much and her husband. She has two beautiful sons, a growing family and um, it's great to have you here today, Robin. Oh, it's so great to be here. You're just, you're just such a dear friend, and, um, and I'm just so grateful to be able to share today about PCOS and acne and acne as we age and acne in all its forms, because that was a big deal for me. Well, let's start with that. Let's talk about your story and, um, and then how you've gotten into your specialty now with dealing, helping women with polycystic ovarian syndrome and healing, healing that hormonal imbalance. Let's, let's start with your story and then we can say, I'd love for you to go into what PCOS really is. Great. Awesome. So, um, you know, looking back, it's really interesting because, um, you know, as, as kids, we don't know things aren't normal, right? So I had kind of the, the traditional pathway, you know, my period started at 12 and then I got acne and, um, and then I had a lot of digestive problems and then all of a sudden brain fog came in and low energy. And I felt like I was kind of, um, you know, slugging through my life. It was hard, you know, it felt kind of hard. And, um, and I was, I was constipated and, and, you know, one, one event comes to mind, um, you know, I got invited by, by my hot, sexy lover, um, you know, who was my boyfriend at the time to actually go on a date. We got to go on a private plane, um, and fly, you know, just a couple hours away to have dinner. We were just checking out the plane cause he was, um, getting this pilot's license at the time. And I just remember, you know, I couldn't wear a scoop neck because I had acne on my chest and my back. So, you know, I was kind of kind of dressed up to here. And then when I boarded the plane, um, it was a small, you know, a small private jet. When I boarded the plane, I had such stomach cramps and my whole kind of my whole abdomen just felt horrible. So I had to unbutton my pants so I could just sort of survive the trip. So instead of really being present and in love with the crazy, amazing adventure, I was a mess. You know, I just felt terrible. Mm. And I think it was maybe 19 at the time. And 
Then in my early 20s, I started getting arthritic symptoms in my hands. My moods were always all over the place. You know, and I self-medicated like crazy, right? With sugar and coffee and, you know, whatever I could get my hands on because it's all about trying to feel good right now, you know? So I totally get it when, you know, when women go for things that help them feel better right now. And then I continued to have acne all the way into my late 30s, early 40s. Like it was my nemesis, right? How, how can I hack this? And it wasn't horrible. You know, my acne was not cystic acne, um, but I always felt really warm. I always had acne on my face. And you know, as, um, as a teenager, I just avoided social situations because I just felt really ugly. You know, acne, um, well, hair thinning, acne, facial hair, uh, weight, you know, all these things that show themselves to the outside world, it really affects our self-esteem. It, it's a, you know, they're kind of big psychological issues, you know, of our time. Yeah, no, for sure. And so, um, and acne can, you know, acne does have no age limit as well as it affects our ego. It's one of the first things it's, you know, unfortunate that we as, as women and, and just thinking, you know, we want to focus on our beauty, but when we have just even that little flaw, it seems to weigh us down. So, so tell us more, like, how did you get to the bottom of it? So, uh, so, so I actually had, um, had a mentor. She was my, my father's physician and endocrinologist who I followed for quite a while. And um, I sort of learned the ins and outs of, of um, hormones from her. And then I was able to, um, to go back to school and sort of, you know, biohack myself and, and figure things out and heal. And, you know, I've come to learn, you know, being in the polycystic um, ovarian world now that, you know, hot flashes not only happen in, um, in postmenopause, but they also happen uh, in perimenopause. And they also happen for women in their 20s, right? So, so same thing with acne, we can experience any of these, of these symptoms of hormone imbalance at any age, really. So yeah, I was able to go back to school and, and I think it's, you know, as with, as with a lot of the symptoms that we get um, along the hormone imbalance spectrum, it can be different for every woman. So you really have to look for what I call the hormone deal breakers. You know, those things that are causing constant stress to your body that keep cortisol, our stress hormone elevated, and hence insulin, our blood sugar hormone elevated. So anytime cortisol comes up, anytime we're stressed, for any reason whatsoever, our insulin also comes up. And, you know, chronically high levels of cortisol and insulin you know, have this huge inflammatory effect on our bodies. Yeah, definitely. And so that major hormone being insulin, and that's a huge player in polycystic ovarian syndrome. So let's talk about polycystic ovarian syndrome. Now, over the past, gosh, you know, several years now, or you know, yeah, several years now, you've been really working with the special community of, um, of clients, of women with polycystic ovarian syndrome. I almost said of women and men with polycystic ovarian syndrome. Well, men have it too. I totally do. I mean, obviously, they don't have cysts on their ovaries, but that's a misnomer anyway. Right, it is. It is. It's, uh, you know, the ovaries are instant bystanders of the hormonal imbalance, right? Yeah. Well, They're the well, innocent it's, bystanders. It's just a symptom. It's just another it's symptom. symptom. 
Yeah. Right. And you can have polycystic ovarian syndrome, right? Because it's a misnomer and not have polycystic ovaries as okay. a gynecologist, ultrasounding, you know, thousands of women. I can, I can attest to that. You can have insulin resistance. You can have every other symptom of polycystic ovarian syndrome be in this metabolic syndrome category and not have cysts on your ovaries or the the thickening of the ovaries. Let's go into polycystic ovarian syndrome. Let, let's talk about it and, okay. and talk about the underlying hormonal imbalances. And I want our listeners to know that you're going to give some uh, six steps at the end, some really key points, action steps that even, you know, that all of us can take to really optimize our health hormone balance. It's going to affect us, improve our hot flashes, improve our skin condition, improve our metabolism, right? Give us that hourglass shape and all those good things. Yes, absolutely. So, you know, I never knew that I had polycystic ovary syndrome. You know, who, who would have got, I, I was never, you know, I never went to the doctor. I was never examined for that. I never knew about it. I, you know, it was something that I learned much later in my life, learned about, but it is the number one health condition that women are diagnosed with today. It's at least one in five, and that's a really conservative number. We think it's more like one in three. And someone like me who has had acne a lot of her life, that's PCOS, right? That can be a definition of PCOS right there. So um, it's just really symptoms of hormone imbalance. And it was named by um, two scientists, researchers, uh, Leventhal and um, what was the other guy's name? Stephen Leventhal, Stevens and Leventhal, yeah. Leventhal and somebody else. And, um, and they noticed these cysts, these ovarian cysts. And so they came up with sort of a, a group of symptoms that, you know, make up polycystic ovary syndrome. but. I don't really, um, I really encourage women not to bother with the diagnosis because it's, it's hard to diagnose. And I think one of the reasons that it's become so common to diagnose is because, you know, women come into the doctor's office and they say, you know, I've got, you know, I've got this unexplained weight gain, I have acne, or I'm growing facial hair, or my hair is thinning, or my menstrual cycles are irregular, or I can't get pregnant. I mean, they come in with all these things and the doctor's like, well, okay, you have PCOS. <laughs> you know, there, it's just a bucket, right? That all these symptoms get thrown into that are really more of a result of just hormone imbalance. And well, you know, we can say, we can say, Robin, it's the diagnosis of the day, right? Yes. Like, and yes. it's definitely it's the, the diagnosis. diagnosis it's brought yes. awareness, but, yes. but like you said, it is just a symptom. Those are just a bucket of symptoms. We want to get to the underlying issue that's causing the symptoms in, right. in this population that's affected. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that every woman can relate at one time or another in their lives to, you know, symptoms of hormone imbalance, you know, um, maybe it doesn't happen for you in your earlier years, maybe you're acne free and your weight stays great. But if you, you know, if you live a pretty busy life, you're going to start experiencing some symptoms of hormone imbalance. And it's, you know, so common here in the US. And we actually work with women all over the world. So we find that there are definitely pockets of um, different cultures that really experience symptoms a lot more than others. Let's go over that. Where are the pockets more common? Where so India, for sure, is a really big area um, that, you know, suffers from PCOS. 
Um, and also, um, a lot of times the Jewish community or Israel is, a, is another big area. We have a lot of clients in the UK, right? UK, Canada. I think it really, um, it's a metabolic disorder. So like I say, there's kind of a spectrum. So it kind of depends on um, you know, how, how insulin resistant or how insulin sensitive your lineage is, you know, so how, you, how you deal with carbs, for instance. And then there's the whole, you know, how your tribe, you know, dealt with stress. I mean, th I think one of the really cool things about women who, you know, truly have a lot of symptoms of PCOS is that, it, I mean, look at all of our athletes, you know, women athletes, they have higher testosterone levels naturally. If you look closely at them, most of them have acne, right? They're rock stars. And, and I think, and there's also this sense of hypervigilance. And so, you know, they survived when others didn't. Um, yeah. But the hypervigilance, you know, in our now is, can be a little bit of a detriment because you're always, you know, always on alert. And that's, mm -hmm. that's stressful. That's high stressful, especially with the inund the inundation of news that we get to and awareness of what's going on around us. We're not isolated anymore. And one of the things I told my patients, like especially as I would see these young girls come in and and sometimes with all good intentions, the mom's bringing her in to be put on birth control because she's having horrible breakouts and her periods are uncomfortable and, you know, painful and, and like, let's just knock them out. And I would tell these young girls, and plus the weight gain, as soon as puberty hits, 10, 20, 30 pounds of weight gain. And, you know, having to sit down and really to be in the honored position to be able to say, look, you don't have fat genes. You don't have acne genes. You don't have, like, you're not destined to, to be dealing with this. You are, you have Pocahontas genes, you know, you have that Amazonian genes, you know, you are designed to be out in nature, not sitting at a desk on your buttocks 12 hours a day, right. you know, under, under yeah. inside lighting versus outside lighting, you have the Pocahontas gene. So let's, so let's honor that natural tendency to be this, like, you know, a woman out in nature collecting, you know, running, being you know involved in sports and you know, leading other people because you have those genes. And I think that's really important. And once they see that in their mind, especially these young, I mean, it helps me. I always think I have Saharan genes. I can survive without food and water for months. <laughs> I have those survival genes, you know? And, um, but it helps to get that picture. Like, yeah, I'm Pocahontas. I'm not, you know, a fat acne ridden girl. You know what I mean? And, and so that, and let's honor our design. We have to change our environment and our lifestyle. Yeah, and that's to why the I best of our ability. Yeah, you turn things around so that they're so positive, and that's exactly right. You know, it's so cute. One gal in our community who she is really a rock star, and she had this aha moment. She said, "You know, I've been hungrier, hairier, and hornier than my husband. You know, these past twenty-five years." She goes, "I like this is a big aha moment." <laughs> And it's, that's not bad at all. You know, it's how we frame it. And I love the whole Pocahontas thing. And, you know, yeah, we're meant to make something happen in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so let's talk about how you address um, the clients in your community to how you're addressing the Pocahontas, or the Pocahontas syndrome. I would call that that PCOS. It should, you know, be the Pocahontas syndrome, you know, um, 
Let, let's talk about that. How do we convert them? How do we help them optimize their design, right? Their genetic, their survival genes to yeah. become more insulin. Well, let's talk about, go, go, we can go into a little bit about, you know, how did it get this name, polycystic ovaries, right? Because it was, you know, based on the insulin resistance. Do you want to talk about that a little bit, Robin? Well, the insulin resistance discovery, I think, came later, right? So, so the whole, like, discovery of this, of this bucket of symptoms that, you know, that eventually got named PCOS, I think that, you know, it was kind of blamed on the, on the ovarian cyst, which we, you know, discovered later that it really has nothing to do with ovarian cysts, but it's how our body is responding to the lifestyle that we've created for it. So, so if we're getting cysts on our ovaries, you know, we just have too much inflammation. So I had mentioned, um, and, and that's getting back to acne too, right? So acne is this, is this, um, you know, overabundance of inflammation. So if you're suffering from acne like I was, your inflammation cup is just kind of overflowing. And that's how it is with all of the symptoms of PCOS. And that's, it goes back to our, you know, stress hormone cortisol is just elevated uh, too much of the time for too long. And then what happens is, you know, we start stealing um, certain hormones to make other hormones. So for instance, we stop making progesterone, you know, which we know how important that is for feeling well and balancing out estrogen and testosterone and for brain health. And, you know, it's our nature's volume and, and we just stop making it because we're making too many stress hormones. Um, so we're making too much cortisol. Whenever insulin is up for an extended period of time, we just start making more testosterone. We make more androgens, right? And, um, and, and one thing about acne is, um, is that if you're suffering from acne, this is something I didn't know, but your skin is delicious. <laughs> to those little pea acnes, to that bacteria, you have really delicious skin. So anytime your insulin is elevated and you start making more androgens, right, it's a really androgenic state. Um, then what happens is you're, if you have delicious skin like I do, um, then you're just going to break out, right? You're just much more susceptible. So, um, so PCOS is all about... Well, and, back and to that delicious skin, because yes. with insulin resistance, you have higher circulating levels of glucose at the cellular level. So that feeds yes. the bacteria yes. and makes it that, you know, it's like, why have broccoli when you can have brownies? <laughs> It's, it's a little tricky because it has been called diabetes of the skin, right? Wow. Um, mm -hmm. So there's definitely that element. And I, and I, absolutely, um, I absolutely believe in that. But there are times when you can clean up your diet and you still, I mean, gosh, I have had, um, myself included, you know, I know so many people who, who think they're doing everything right and they still have acne breakouts. So it does get a little bit complicated. And that's where, you know, I come back to those hormone deal breakers, you know, which are anything that keep your body stressed for any length of time. And those can be things like um, all the things, you know, that we used to do in our Sexy Younger You programs, right? Um, you know, it can be something like anemias, you know, maybe you're B12 anemic or you're iron um, deficient, or it could be that you have this just low grade infection, bacterial or viral, which so many of us have, and we don't even know it, right? And our body's just constantly upregulated. Or maybe we're just in a toxic 
lifestyle. Maybe we have toxic friends. Maybe have, we have a toxic partner. Maybe we, um, maybe we, you know, are just stuck in toxins. Maybe we have horrible body care products that we're using or our household cleaning products, or maybe just your house is full of mold, right? And now you've got just this upregulated inflammation that is making your skin more delicious. Mm -hmm. There's so many different um, underlying deal breakers that can really increase inflammation. So you touched on um, three, some key deal breakers, anemia, um, inflammation, and toxicity, whether endocrine disruptors, mold toxicity, chemical toxicities. What are some others? Some other toxicities or, or deal breakers, hormone. hormone deal breakers. Oh my gosh, they're they're absolutely endless. Um, you know, not eating. So so one of the things I think that happens is we see how other people eat, and we think, well, I should be able to eat like that, right? Um, I was so jealous of other girls, you know, teenagers who you know looked so good. Um, and they ate terrible, right? Um, and I tried to do that, and it just didn't work for me. I remember, you know, I, I was always battling my weight. I was always battling my acne. And um, so I, you know, like most women, I thought, okay, I'll just stop eating, and then I'll overexercise. And guess what? <laughs> it didn't work, right? It made my inflammation worse. So if you're not exercising properly, that's a hormone deal breaker, right? It's going to raise, uh, chances are it's going to raise uh, your stress hormones too much, right? Which was the case for me. I remember one day I w went off to, um, to, to school. I was in college at the time um, at UCSB and I just had one bagel. I said, I'm just going to have one bagel today so that I won't gain weight and my skin will, you know, look better. I'm really going to cut back. And I felt worse and more bloated than ever. Right. It wasn't until years later that I realized I just can't eat wheat and gluten, but you know, it was quite a journey to figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. It just definitely takes a journey. Now um, let's share the six steps to really create that hormone balance that you use with your clients with PCOS. And that really is generalized to all of us. Yeah. And these, these are, these are very targeted to, um, to acne for this specific talk, but they can be used for, um, for a lot of the symptoms of PCOS. And I actually have nine steps for PCOS. So there are three skin factors that make up acne. And the first one are clogged oil ducts from too much keratin in the skin. And the second is too much sebum production from excess androgens, which are, you know, male hormones. It's kind of crazy. They're called male hormones because we need them too, right? But that's a great way to describe what they are. And number three is just the P acnes, the bacteria that colonize in the follicles of the skin and cause acne and inflammation. So that's kind of the, the foundation for, um, for acne. And, you know, usually for those who suffer from acne, your cell turnover is a little bit sluggish, right? And so that's what creates this just lovely environment for the bacteria to really thrive. They get trapped under the skin with their favorite food, right? And that creates the pustules and the pimples. So you're saying pea acne? Mm -hmm. Pea acnes are the bacteria. It's propion bacterium acnes. It's kind of a weird, a weird name, but that's what causes acne. Okay. 
P for pesty acne, but yeah, that's the name of the bacteria. Okay, so the bacteria actually has acne in its name. I had no idea. It does. Acnes, it's plural, P acnes um, for short. And, you know, um, we talked about blood sugar. Uh, You brought up some really good points about that. You know, whenever you have high cortisol, you have high insulin, and you have this high circulating um, blood sugar. So testing your blood sugar is really important, and that's, you know, one of my six. Um, Testing is really important in general because I think I can tell people all day long that these are the things that they need to do but for some reason when they test they get it right so one of my favorite tests that we offer is the Dutch test Um, do you know you know about the Dutch oh yeah I've been using it for a while we love it. We've had super good response with it. In fact, um, gosh, we've had, have, we've had over 50 women take it. And one of the reasons I really like it is because what you can see is for a lot of women, you, um, acne can be caused by actually metabolizing um, uh, your androstenedione, which is a male hormone down the DHT pathway, right, which is that really potent androgenic pathway. And so that's something that you can see on your Dutch test if, you know, if it's important for you to see exactly what's going on. And again, you know, when you raise insulin, you now, you're now you're making way more estrogen and way more um, testosterone, DHEA, um, androstenedione, all of those androgenic markers that then, you know, raise inflammation. So it's, it's this cascade that happens that you have to work really hard to get out of. And at so least you can see that change. You can see that improvement with retesting. Exactly, yeah. which I love. And then you can And it's at home and it's urine, not blood. Right. And we do the complete. So you get your adrenals as well. So you can see, you know, where your cortisol rhythm is and what's going on and how that's impacting your, you know, your sex hormones. And so, you know, you want to test for glucose, insulin, hemoglobin, A1C, triglycerides. Those are kind of my, um, my optimal um, blood work markers for blood sugar. And then, um, and then uh, food, right? Using food to balance hormones. So it's not only what you eat, but it's when you eat is super, super important. So, you know, making sure that you get a healthy protein, fat, and carb every time you eat. And, you know, there's, um, there's a lot now about intermittent fasting, the ketogenic diet. There are all these different tools that you can use short term to see some really nice results. But you have to be careful because if your adrenals are pretty fatigued and it's a little bit of a misnomer, but if, you know, if that, um, if your energy and your kind of your inner light, you know, your inner fire is dimmed and it's just kind of sputtering, you know, you might need to eat a little bit more before you eat less, you know, cause calorie restriction, um, initially can be really hard on kind of a really tired HPA axis, but there's some great tools to use. So just, you know, you just want to make sure that you eat within an hour of waking, you know, um, Anna, one of my favorite interviews that we had was, was with Dr. Jack Cruz. And do you remember what he said to help women reset their HPA axis? I cannot remember. Okay, you're going to remember this because we cracked up. So the first thing he said, right, to, to get your circadian rhythm back, to get that energy back, to reduce inflammation, was to get sunlight in your eyes mm-hmm. immediately upon waking. And the second thing was to stimulate your nipples for one minute or have an orgasm. Oxytocin. Oxytocin. And, this, and the third was to eat a high-protein breakfast. 
And those are, those are rules of the road to live by for sure. You know, what's interesting too, because I do very much keto alkaline. I do a lot more intermittent fasting, but I'm at a stage where I can do it. But there was a time post hurricane, hurricane one, we've had hurricane one, hurricane two, hurricane Matthew, hurricane Irma, but um, we had such mold toxicity that it was just, um, folk just had to nourish your body. There was no fasting able at that time. But um, I think that's so key to understand for women, like we can do some really strict programs at some time and some different lifestyle programs at some time, but there's always variety right? There's an ebb and a flow to everything. There's times of feast and times of fasting. I mean, there's so much value to prolonged intermittent fasting even. You know, I've done three-day fast and um, there's value to that, especially as we get older, you know, that wisdom from um, from the fasting state that, you know, I want to say, you know, burning fat um, instead of glucose for fuel, getting into that ketotic state, into a state of ketosis, more so than what we think about with ketogenic diets, the high fat, high butter, you know, high bacon diets. We want really states of ketosis versus ketogenesis in, in that state of the ketogenic diet. So there's like, it's hard because it gets so confusing when you're looking at programs and diets and recipes, we got to look at the balance between the two and where we are at in life. Like what state, what's our life? What are we surrounded with? What's our stress level? What's our activity level? You know, what are we dealing with today? What's our hormonal levels? And, and I think we have to take that into consideration. So um, there's not a, a specific, there's a impactful principles and there's ways and times we need to push our body and then there's times we need to know that it's not time to push our body and it's time to focus on nourishment, but that does not mean, you know, binge eating or high glucose eating ever. So we have to take that into consideration too. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, and, and I think it's just, you know, really, really getting to know your body and what works for you and what doesn't work for you. And, and um, yeah not, you know, I'm really big on, you know, doing intermittent fasting and keto, but for short periods of time, because we end up doing it for long periods of time. And anything that messes with your sleep is going to raise inflammation in a really big way. And just getting out, you know, key to get alkaline. My audience hears this from me all the time. Get alkaline first, check, especially if you're going into um, a keto, you know, more of a keto state, we want to keep your body alkaline, getting alkaline at the same time you're in ketosis. That's pure amazing. That's pure fire, pure energy. It's a really, it's a really amazing place to be. And so um, and it's where you have to be, you know, we're doing a, um, an adrenal cleanse right now, a PCOS adrenal cleanse. And the only way that you can really provide your body with the nutrients that needs to function well is, you know, you have to give, so with acne, with hair thinning, with um, weight gain, um, they're all nutrient deficient states. So when you talk about, you know, making sure that whatever you do is alkaline, it's so important because it's providing those really important minerals, those nutrients that your body needs to function. We don't think about, you know, symptoms, uh, yucky health symptoms as a state of, um, you know, basically just raw material, lack of raw materials for our bodies to function. We don't think about it that way. That's really what it is. We're just lacking, uh, our body's lacking the nutrients and it's having to go sort of sideways. And, you know, something that I learned with, um, with hair thinning, you know, that's really a big deal in, in our community, you know, and that can happen at any age for sure. And it's, 
devastating for women. I know you went through that, Anna. You know, it's a it's a really big deal. And and it's interesting because the hair follicles, so it's the same pathway, right? Is that DHT, very strong androgenic pathway that causes your hair to fall out and kind of shrinks those hair follicles. But um your, if your body is lacking raw materials to operate on a daily basis at a, you know, some, some sort of level, it's not going to grow your hair back because your hair is not something that your body needs to make happen to keep you alive. So you can think of like a hibernating bear, you know, when it's hibernating, its metabolism goes to the absolute lowest level to keep that bear alive, but not needing much energy because it's not eating. And that's sort of what your body's doing. You know, if you're, if you're noticing any symptoms of hormone imbalance, your body's a little bit going into hibernation mode. You know, your metabolism is really starting to shut down. So you got to think, what are those raw materials that I can replace, that I can give my body back so that it can start to do it? thing because our bodies are amazing right our bodies can really overcome a lot but if they don't have the raw materials they can't yeah that's so key or there's a problem with absorption right so we deal oh, with that problems with absorption all the time digestion is huge huge so robin you have the pcos acne solution tell us about that and how our clients can get involved with you I am so excited to share this. So it is um, a new creation of mine. It, it took quite a bit of research because, um, you know, as I say, everybody's a little bit different, but, you know, it's going to give you my six steps. It gives you in detail what to be doing, what to eat. You even get, you know, meal ideas and recipes and the key nutrients like zinc and vitamin A and what doses and what um, forms of them. And um, and it gives you, um, it gives you, so we talk about all those things that are key to decreasing inflammation, like um, the food to eat, why sleep is so important and how to get more sleep, um, movement, how to exercise so you're not stressing yourself out, um, how to balance your hormones and what that means, you know, because a lot of times we have no clue what that means. Um, and then topical solutions, you know, what can you put on your face that will really help and make a difference? And one thing I want to say is that, you know, when you have, I remember our pediatrician telling um, our older son this, you know, he says, you have oily skin like I do, is what he said. And he said, you know, the good news to that, he said, our skin is just going to age a whole lot better than other people. <laughs> I love that. Yes, there's a positive aspect. Because I grew up with like this shiny forehead, right? I always had this, I look at pictures and I always had this shiny forehead. It's like, oh, you know, girl. And, and then, you know, after Dr. Green said that, I'm like, oh, you rock, you know, I'm going to age well. Absolutely. And you are, you are, you're just doing amazing. You can see that you walk your talk and I know that your program is going to be amazing. Having put together programs with you, you really know how to teach in a digestible way and bring such great recipes and wonderful fun to it. So yeah, I've really missed working with you, Robin. I know, same here. It's so nice to talk to you today. And it just, you know, your spirit is just one that I just love. I just love Likewise. your spirit. It's always so positive and you have such great energy and I just, yeah, love being around it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, to our audience, so Robin, tell them how they can learn more about you and get with the PCOS um, Acne Solution too, your new program. Yeah. So what we'll do is um, in, in your podcast, is there a button that they can click or how can they, how can they? Um, 
We'll have a link under in our show notes. We'll have a link in our show notes, a link in our copy. If you're watching this on YouTube, um, you will see that link or on our Couch Talk page. If you listen on iTunes, go ahead and give that link your direct link. Um, uh, you want me to give the direct link right now? Mm-hmm. Oh, great. Okay, so let me just pull that up for you. It's the P. I think it's just PCOS. Um, dot com. It's PCOS.com slash acne solution guide. PCOS.com slash acne solution guide. And the really cool thing is well, I think it's acne solutions guide. I have here acne solutions with an S guide. Well, actually, without no, the S, acne it's, solution it's guide. No S, so acne solution guide. Okay. So I must have given it to you wrong. My apologies. That's okay. What you'll find is that when you implement what is in the acne solution guide, so many other things are going to improve too, right? It's not just about acne. It's about acne, your weight. It's about overall decreasing inflammation and giving your body those amazing raw materials. Yes, absolutely. All right. I want to thank all our listeners today for being with us and for joining us in our discussion with Robin Nielsen. So more about her at PCOS.com and get her PCOS.com. Check out the um, Acne Solution Guide. No S, all right? Acne Solution Guide. And uh, let me know, comment below any questions you have, any comments, what's been helping you in your life and what are things that you have questions about. Um, And I look forward to hearing from all of you. Please, this is good information to share. I mean, this is a generational message. We need to share this through the ages. So share this on your page, share it on Facebook. Be sure to comment back and let us know what you've learned from today's call. Robin, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. Thank you to all our audience and look forward to you on Couch Talk next week. Thank you.